Today on Tune FM, we're talking to PhD candidate Lou Streeting about an incredible discovery that you may have seen in the news recently, a white platypus found right here in the New England region. So to get started, Lou, can you introduce yourself and how you got involved? My name's Lou Streeting, and as you said, I'm a PhD student uh, at UNE. I am researching uh, conservation actions for an endangered freshwater turtle, the western sawshell turtle, also, also known as the bell's turtle. Uh, and as part of monitoring surveys for the turtle, uh, myself and a, a couple of my team members came across a white platypus in the Guaida River catchment. Yeah, that's exciting. So how exactly did you come across the platypus? <laughs> well, we literally did just purely accidentally discover it. it we were uh, conducting surveys along the riverbank and the, the white platypus surfaced a few metres away from us. Mm. And yeah, we watched it dabble on the surface. Uh, we were sort of in awe and shock yeah. and sort of processing. That's a platypus, but it's white. Yeah, that'd be incredible. And yeah. you named him something, didn't you? I named him Bloop. Um, yeah, simply because, you know, it's an onomatopoeia. <laughs> this, you know, the sound he makes, like he's there on the surface for a few seconds and then Bloop is gone. Yeah, so we no, called him Bloop. That's really cute, I think. Or her. Yeah. Him or her, we don't know because um, we didn't get close enough mm. to find out. But Adult, definitely an adult, uh, mature animal. Um, yeah, about forty centimeters in length. Um, yeah, wow. And predominantly white. And color of the bill makes people think that bloop is leucistic. Absolutely. So, what is the difference between leucism and albinism? Albino animals are completely white. They have no pigmentation, um, and in, and they don't they don't have dark eyes. They have pink eyes whereas leucistic animals can be partially white and they have a dark eye. And so Bloop has white fur, bright white fur, but he has black feet and a, and a black bill and a little bit of colour in its tail. So definitely a leucistic animal. Is it a genetic cause? Yeah, so any type of hypopigmentary conditions are genetic. Different types of conditions you know, manifest in different ways and have different genetic backgrounds. Uh, yeah, but all we know about Bloop is that that he's not an albino, but it, but is leucistic. So how rare is leucism? Hypopigmentary conditions can occur uh, across all animal groups. They are reasonably rare in mammals. Uh, we decided to delve into the literature and uh, historical uh, newspaper records to see just how many records of white or albino platypus had been reported. And we um, came up with 12 novel records of white or albino platypus since 1803, as far back oh, as wow. we could go. But the first instance was re recorded in 1835. So Bloop is the 13th official account of a white or albino and, uh, platypus. Yeah, so no, pretty rare. Yeah. But we will be keeping an eye out now um, to see if we can see any any more occurrences in, in, in those areas. Around. Yeah, to yeah. See, see if it is getting passed on. Uh, because we actually observed bloop over a two-year period, a little longer than a two-year period, actually. So it's good to see that even though he's quite distinct, you know, stands out. He's doing really well yeah. in his environment. He's, um, yes, yeah, so far, no, no predation, which is nice. So what disadvantages do leucistic animals have in the wild, other than the threat of being easily spotted? <laughs> I don't know of any advantages to being a bright white animal in the wild. Um, I think it's more of a disadvantage. It makes the animals more obvious to predators um, so for a platypus it would be more it would be more obvious to birds of prey or foxes and if it's moving across land or through shallow water or even yeah, just against the turbid water in the stream it's it's really quite obvious it stands out so quite a disadvantage in terms of survival 
with that, how can we work to conserve this species and the waterways in which Bloop lives? Well, it's super important to conserve uh, all types of natural environments. Um, being a, a turtle researcher, I'm focused on the freshwater uh, rivers and streams, um, but it's important to conserve those environments for not just platypus, but for all types of species that occur in those landscapes. Um, in terms of platypus in general, they're vulnerable to drought um, and severe flooding. They're vulnerable to poor land management practices that may cause erosion or erosion of riverbanks where they uh, build their burrows and also um, the removal of vegetation along the edges of streams that, that, that supports invertebrate life that the, the platypus prey on. And you also don't want erosion filling up the deep pools that the, the platypus use to forage in as well. So lots of work to be done there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so people like the Australian Platypus Conservancy uh, and the Australian Conservation Foundation have got lots of amazing information on platypus uh, that you can Google um, Google them and find out heaps heaps of information about platypus and, and ways that you can contribute to conserving conserving platypus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, probably should note as well, you know, don't go and try and look for bloop. Don't disturb. <laughs> don't, don't look disturb for bloop. Him. Don't disturb. Don't disturb the white platypus. Um, we've specifically kept it under wraps where, yeah. where where the platypus is located just to um, avoid people disturbing it or try, or worse trying to catch it mm. and of course you should never try to pick up a platypus as you know we don't want to disturb animals but also because male platypus do have a venomous spur and and they are being spurred by a platypus is excruciatingly painful um, yeah so yeah leave them alone just enjoy them from the riverbank yeah it's pretty special t- to get to experience a platypus whether it's brown or a really rare white one it's it's amazing to see them double on the surface yeah that sounds like a really incredible experience yeah it's fantastic so i've been looking at turtles for six years now so it's been a really cool thing to diverge into platypus for for a week or two yeah now back to turtles back to turtles well thank you so much for coming in and (laughs) and talking about your really special experience thanks it's amazing and yeah people can find photos of bloop lying around, you know, it'll be up on our social media. And I believe Laser has also put some videos up on their social media pages. Absolutely. And I think um, some of the UNE pages have put things up as well, some of the UNE environment and UNE science. And you can have a look on Australian Geographic. Um, and you can check out our Bill's Turtle Facebook page as well. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you for coming in. <laughs>